Hi, hi. Happy Black History Month. Happy Saturday. How is everyone doing? Question for y'all. Can we change it to Happy Black Excellence? Hi. So this is the bone I have with the term Black History Month. And so if we can start a uh, a petition and have it to be Black Heritage or Black Excellence, because I feel like Black History is like a celebration of the past, but we also need to represent future and our present. And so can we just shift the language from history to like heritage or excellence? Let me know what y'all think. But I digress because today we have an awesome conversation with Dr. Mark Halpern. And we're going to be talking about um, kind of like the celebration of the, the present and mental health. And I'm really excited. So also, if you don't know, the theme, there's a national theme for Black History Month each month. And the theme for this month is Black wellness and mental health. So um, if you've been following and listening to the podcast, we had Gary O'Valley discuss um, activism and we talked about how activism is a part of wellness. And today we're jumping into that mental health um, uh, area. Dr. Halpern, I see you. It says unable to join. Let me try and invite you one more time. All right, all right. So if you guys have questions, I'll be checking the comments or you can use the um, the um, question box. Tell me folks, what are you doing on this awesome Saturday? Oh, wait, All I right. see you now. Great. Awesome. So I will set this up like that. How's that? Awesome. How are you? I am great. Thank you. There we go. Awesome. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. This will be my first Instagram live. Never, <laughs> never done that before. So that's good. Awesome. So like, listen, some technical difficulties, but it works most of the time. So I hope this is an awesome um, Instagram live for you. Yeah, it should be great. Awesome. Awesome. So for those who might have missed the intro in the beginning, um, this is Dr. Um, Mark Halpern, and you know, he, we're going to talk about um, mental health and his book and wellness. And, and I think this is such an important conversation um, because as you, you discussed like in, in your book, you've had anxiety even in your successes. And, and I think that's important because um, recently there's been a lot of like suicides by really well off or affluent people. And I think you know, the, the idea that mental health and success are two separate things. We're learning that no matter how successful you are, mental health is an important component. And, you know, you discuss, um, you can only create a dream life from a place of coherence. So I'm excited to talk about all of that. But before we get that deep into it, Dr. Halpern, are you a coffee or a tea person? I'm a little bit of both. I love my coffee and I also like my kombucha tea. So uh, I, I usually have one, one a day of both. 
Okay, so I think you're the first person to say kombucha on here, so I'm going to pick your brain. So explain to folks what kombucha is. So like I've had it like once or twice, but I'm not a really good person to explain. So can you explain to people like what is kombucha? The easiest way to explain it is it's twigs. It's essentially <laughs> made from twigs. It's a herbal tea and it's made of twigs, but it, it just, it, it, I just enjoy the taste. Absolutely. So would you say like, it's, it also has like a lot of health properties. So would you say like, you're kind of like this holistic person that likes to take care of like your outer and your inner person? I think my whole life has been devoted to taking care of my inner and my outer, especially because of, you know, the anxiety that I did grow up uh, experiencing. It's always been about going from the inside out. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Because like, it, it's one in the same and you are a chiropractor or you were a chiropractor? I'm a chiropractor. I've been practicing actually for about 25 years since 1996. And um, I, I work in Toronto. I'm up, I'm up in Canada right now. So I still practice. I practice uh, full time in my practice, but I'm, I've designed this other course because I, I want to do more for other people. And I think this is a way I can branch out and help more people. Absolutely. And, and I bring that up because you wouldn't think this connection between like chiropractor, chiropractic, like and like this physical health and your mental health, but it really is like the alignment of your body and all of that. It really all goes together, which I have learned through like re going to the chiropractor and stuff. So I'm really interested in to get into this journey. Well, well, chiropractic is really about how the brain communicates with the body, and mm -hmm. although most people go for back pain and neck pain. That's not really what the, what it's about. You know, when there's interference in the way the brain communicates, then people can have pain. But it can also just be interfering in the messages to your organs and yes. affect the way your, you know your immune system functions, and it affects uh, ultimately the way you the way you interact with everybody around you. And so, for me, it always comes back to resilience. Mm. When, you get, when you get adjusted, it makes your spine and nervous system more resilient. And then likewise, when you suffer with anxiety and stress, you're not as resilient to stress. And so the idea is that everything you do should make you more resilient to be, and, and uh, allow you to handle more. Because as mm. long as your body's adaptable and resilient, you generally don't get very many symptoms. Absolutely. And, and even thinking about like how your body physically shows up you know like reacts or gets the symptoms of, of anxiety and stress because like your body holds on to that and like you're like oh my goodness I, I picked up something wrong like you just might be picking up your anxiety and stress wrong well it's true and and what happens is is we don't realize it but most people get addicted to stress or anxiety because what happens is you know for me it all started when i was a teenager but you start developing these insecure thoughts maybe some um you know, some insecurities start as a teenager and it starts the way you think. And then when you start to think inappropriately, it starts to create stress hormones in the body and those stress hormones will create mm -hmm. anxiety. And when you get anxiety, then you start to get more thoughts and then the thoughts produce more chemicals, the chemicals produce more anxiety and it becomes this pattern and it becomes neurologically ingrained. And so literally your body gets used to the chemicals of stress. And once your body gets used to the chemicals of stress, it usually craves more of them, which is yeah. why if you're anything like me, when you solve the problem and that you're anxious about, your brain looks for more problems 
because it, it craves those, those uh, feelings, the anxiety. It literally is craving the hormones of stress. And so the idea is that you have to start creating a new set point for stress. You have to be able to be more resilient. Your body has to be more adaptable. And then you start to practice the emotions of joy and the uplifting mm -hmm. emotions. And as you start to practice more mm -hmm. uplifting emotions, that becomes your set point and it becomes mm -hmm. easier and easier to create the chemicals of joy and happiness rather than the chemicals of stress. Absolutely. Because like, for those, you know, I think about like, are you this person that, you know, whenever you have a success, like you're looking for like, oh, well, I got to keep working. You can't enjoy that point. But anyway, like we're running before we even walk. I'm so excited about this conversation and all of this stuff. Dr. Halper, please share about your journey. Like, how did you, how did this journey of like, I got to teach people about anxiety and how did this start? Well, for me, uh, as I was saying before, I, I suffered with anxiety as a teenager and it went into my 20s and it went into my 30s. And because of my background, I'm, I would say I'm a very spiritual person, but I'm also a very scientific person. And so I had both sides of the brain working there. And, and so I decided as far back as being a teenager that I was going to approach anxiety from every angle, whether it was mm. Eastern based or Western based philosophy, I went, I took medications, I went to psychotherapists and cognitive behavioral therapy. And I did, you know, energy work and naturopaths and homeopaths and all different kinds of, uh, of therapies and books and courses and all of it. And some things I had a little bit of success and some mm -hmm. things I didn't have so much success. And I, I always went through this process of finding something new that might help. I'd get excited, I'd feel encouraged, mm -hmm. I'd feel hope. And then I'd try it for a couple of months and then I wouldn't get the results that I would like. And so I'd start feeling frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I'd go through this process over and over, over many, many years. And, you know, I did find some things that helped a little bit and some things yeah. that didn't help at all. And, uh, you know, so fast forward, you know, 25 years and I started finding some things, one of them being heart math, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And heart math is a means of using your, your breath and your visualization and your ability to feel positive emotions. And you use that to uh, control your emotional state. And so I started diving into some of that work uh, probably around 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've been playing with that a little bit with my patients on and off over the years. Uh, but really everything solidified for me in about uh, 2020 uh, when, when the pandemic hit. Because yeah. there was, I remember it was March 15th, 2020, and, and the government told us we had to go home and we had to quarantine uh, for I didn't know how long. We just couldn't, we couldn't be at work. And so I knew that uh, based upon my past of being an anxious person and not, not wanting to be stuck in that, and also realizing that maybe I had to pivot. How could I help people if I couldn't go into my office? Mm. And, so what, and so what I determined, what I, I was going to go through every book, every course, every therapy that I'd ever done, and I was going to reassess how everything worked. And so, you know, those books that you turn over the little page and you think one day I'm going to get back to it. Well, yeah, this was the day I was getting back to it. And so starting in March of 2020, I got up every day, I reviewed things and I just started writing. And after a few months, I had basically the, the makings of a book, which I called Coherence Revolution. And it was all of the things that worked for me and didn't work for me and some of the philosophies and some of the concepts. And I, I put that into the book. 
because uh, I felt the book would be a good companion for the six-week online course mm -hmm. where I could take people through what worked for me. I could tell them about the things that didn't work, the things that did work, and be able to help them design a, a process for their own life that they can figure out what works for them. And so uh, that was all through the beginning of 2020. And uh, then we, we did a beta test of the course last year. And now we're launching the program uh, actually in about 10 days. On, on February 21st, we're launching. And uh, we're going to have our first group. And then every month after that, we're going to be launching a new group uh, and teaching people the art of heart math and how to uh, do the breathing properly. And also giving people the opportunity to dive into their senses, to dive into how their mm -hmm. senses can help them be more balanced and help their health. And, you know, how do we use this, the, um, the sense of sight or smell or taste or hearing? How do we use yes. that to affect our health? And we talk about nature and we talk about our subconscious beliefs. And so we go into all these great things so that at the end of the six weeks, you will have a template for your life that not only Will you have a whole toolbox of things that work for you to change your emotional state, but you'll also have these great tools, heart math, where in any moment you'll be able to um, control your emotion and be able to choose what emotional state you'd like to be in. I, I love all that. And like, there's so many nuggets that I'm, I want to go back to, but the first thing is, you know, I like that you, you kind of talk about using what's in your own environment. I think that, when we talk about like mental health and healing it's like go buy this special juice go buy this special thing you know this is the thing that is going to get rid of all the problems but really if you just tap into what's in your environment and what's around you you really have what's inside for your healing and i love that you you talked about this course is really about okay we're gonna help you find the things that you have and use that for your own process and your own healing yeah, and, and you know, like for instance, when we talk about music, uh, mm -hmm. there's an exercise that we do and there's a worksheet in the workbook that you get where it helps you go through uh, a specific exercise where you listen to all different types of music, different genres, different types, so that you know what type of songs uplift you, what songs relax you, what songs make you annoyed, what songs make you angry. And the idea is, again, you're building this toolbox. So let's say you wanted to um, uplift your emotion, you were feeling really down, but you wanted to be really you know, in, um, inspired. Well, you'll have a toolbox of saying, well, I can put in this essential oil, which is gonna, I'm gonna smell and that uplifts me. I can put on this song, I can eat this food, I can speak to that specific person. So the idea is that when you're looking at that you're actually in. I love that. I love that. And like the therapist in me is like, ooh, I'm gonna take that and use that. Um, because music in, in, in your senses, again, like the smells, all of it really, um, again, it, it enhances you. And um, I'm kind of reminded, I did a, a show a couple weeks ago and it was talking about like your home and thinking about how you, you strategize and you, you bring your, you know, the fifth different things in your home and you curate your home. And like all these things are like really important into helping you um, basically your coping skills toolbox, right? right? So like, you know, is this color something that really inspires you? Does it kind of affect your That's mood? That's right. You know, and that kind of even expands to the people that are around you, right? Do the people around you uplift you and, and energize you? Or do they drain you? Um, 
Well, that's so absolutely. Point. In, in mm -hmm. my book, I talk a lot about um, depleting and renewing. In other mm -hmm. words, I, I kind of look at anything in your life. It's either renewing you or depleting you. And if, yes. it's, depleting, if it's depleting you, then it may, it's making you less resilient, less adaptable to life. And if it's uh, renewing, then it gives you more energy and allows you to have more inspiration, more joy, more happiness. And so, you know, I actually, one of the exercises is assessing the people that you spend time with. Mm. So obviously, obviously, if you're, you know, if it's your family, you don't want to disown them. But if you know that they're depleting to you, then you have to decide when to involve them in your life and when, you know, when to have people around. Because you do have to be conscious of what is renewing you and what is depleting you on a daily basis. Absolutely, absolutely. And then you mentioned a term, uh, I believe it was HeartMath. What is that? So HeartMath, they're a company, and HeartMath has developed um, uh, biofeedback technology that helps to uh, tell you when you've gotten into the state called coherence. So coherence is a state of balance of your heart and your brain. And so I'll take a minute here so I can explain it because I think uh, it'll, it'll interest people. When you breathe in, please, your heart rate goes up. When you breathe out, your heart rate goes down. So let's say you breathe in and your heart rate goes up to 90 beats a minute. And you breathe out and your heart rate goes mm -hmm. down to 70 beats a minute. If you subtract that, 90 minus 70 is 20. That is called your heart rate variability, HRV. Mm -hmm. And your HRV, uh, there's been many studies that have shown uh, the larger your HRV, the more adaptable you are to life, the more resilient you are, the longer you live. There's lots of studies that show the greater your HRV, the longer you live. Now, unfortunately, throughout life, naturally, our HRV sort of gets smaller. But you can train yourself to increase your heart rate variability doing specific breath work uh, and the way you breathe. So what HeartMath realizes is when you start to increase your HRV and then you start to use visualization and you mm -hmm. start to use emotion. And as you bring up renewing emotions while you're breathing in a specific manner, what happens is you enter a state called physiological coherence. Mm. And that is, when that is when your heart rhythm entrains your brain rhythm. So the time strong, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, but 40 times stronger than the brains electrically. And so if you have a heart rhythm in a nice smooth rhythm and it's in a very coherent sine wave, you can then yeah. do the same thing to your brain. And so as you start to breathe in a specific way, you entrain the higher centers of your brain that deal with decision-making and stress and pain and sleep and immune function. And so what HeartMath has shown in the research is that by practicing uplifting emotions while doing this breath work, you can enter a state of physiological coherence. And when you do that, it improves your health, it decreases pain, it allows you to deal with anxiety and stress. And so the idea is to be in as coherent a state as you can on a daily basis, on a moment to moment basis. And so really for me, the whole concept is, how can I create more coherence in each moment? And how right. do we use our senses? How do we use our breath? How do we use our food to create more balance and coherence in our nervous system? So uh, most of us have experienced coherence in one form or another um, with people or with ourselves, right? If you're an athlete and an athlete says, I was in the zone. Right. Well, when you, when you say you're in the zone, that means time is slowed down. You're, everything is purring at the, you know, your, your brain yeah. is, is figuring things out. Your heart is, your heart rhythm is in a good rhythm and your muscles are functioning well. That's coherence, right? When you walk into a room 
and there's someone across the room that you just feel that you've got to go speak to them, there's a resonance there, that's coherence. And so a state of physiological coherence is really the sweet spot when your mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical um, uh, body is, are all in tune with each other. Wow. So like so many like neurons are like firing. So like one thing you were talking about with with coherence, it sounded like literally and with breathing, like literally training your body how to be at a state of peace, like literally like, okay, this is what peace looks like. This is what peace feels like and translating that to your brain and just being aware of when are you in that state. And I think that's so important and you mentioned about athletes and i think of like creatives and like thinking about like writer's block or you know this type of block and thinking about those times when you're just not really like in alignment like something's off and really using that as a time to explore and say am you know what's out of alignment here and being curious and then i think about that even like taking it even more on like that micro level of right so thinking about your work environment thinking about your family environment we're just like ah, something's off something's just not working here and we try and like soldier on right like oh i'll just you know i'll get to it but really just being intentional and curious about why am i not in a place of, of coherence and why am i not in that zone and being curious about what's going on what has shifted and nurturing that and, and not, you know, feeling like, oh, I, I have to kind of put this on my shoulder and just soldier on. But like, no, like, it's okay to prioritize that wellness and that well-being. That's right. Uh, you know, I always, I started using heart math back in like 2005. And, and at first, to me, it was just a way of relaxing. I didn't really, coherence isn't really just about relaxing. Coherence is about getting your nervous system into a balanced, resilient state. But for me, for the first few years, it was just about relaxing. That's all I kind of understood. And I remember I had this huge breakthrough when I was uh, lying on my bed one day where I was sitting on my bed and I was, uh, HeartMath actually has these biofeedback tools that you can um, measure your heart rhythm and they tell you when you're in coherence. And you know, a little button, a little beep will happen and, and, and it'll go green. And it'll say, yes, you're in coherence, you know, and it'll beep. And so I remember one day I was sitting on my bed and I had the finger sensor on and I was doing the breath work and I'm breathing in a nice fashion and I'm, I'm visualizing and I'm trying to feel positive emotion. And I remember I was thinking about lying on a beach or lying on a cloud. And I was thinking of all these things that would relax me and nothing was working. And I wasn't hitting that coherent feeling. I wasn't getting there. And so I remember thinking, how can I, what emotion can I feel that's going to allow me to really be in the moment and really get coherent? Mm -hmm. And so what came to me in the moment was at the time my daughter was six. And I remember thinking, I'm just going to visualize her jumping into my arms and giving me a hug. And as she, as I did that in my mind, I pictured, I, I didn't just think of the hug. I literally felt her arms around me. I felt her kiss on the cheek. I felt our bodies hugging each other. And literally in that moment, it was such a pure emotion that the software and immediately went to green. It made the beep. And I had this feeling that came over me. That was the only way I can describe it is if it was, it was coherent. I felt uplifted. Mm -hmm. I felt energized. I felt like the world just was right. And everything just seemed positive to me in that moment. And, and that was the time where I said, ah, this is what coherence feels like. Because up to that point, it was just like, oh, I'm trying to get relaxed here. And really what I realized is 
No, when you're coherent, when you feel this feeling of coherence, it's more than relaxed. It's, it's your body feels in tune and balanced with its surroundings. Yes. And you know when you're there. And so since then, that gave me that first, um, you know, my first breakthrough so that now I know what I'm trying to attain. And so whether it's listening Absolutely. to music or, or eating foods or whatever it is, I know that state is possible. And so this is mm -hmm. where I want people to learn how to get into this coherent uh, state. Absolutely. And I, and I loved how you talked about it's possible and it's more than relaxing. Because I think like when we talk about whether it's anxiety, depression, in the emotional state of people, it's like, oh, we'll just take a vacation. Oh, just, you know, don't do this. But you really are deliberately trying to shift that mood. And, and it, it's possible. You can really shift your mood. And sometimes it is by getting in alignment with memories or in being in that present moment or doing the things that, that get you in the zone. And so I really love that example. And I think it really um, hits the point of like coherence in, in the heart math and just, again, training your body into that alignment of what does it look like when we are in that optimum emotional state. That's right. So tell us a little bit more about, you have this online course that goes with this book. So for those who might be interested in this online course, tell us about it. Uh, okay, well, first of all, for any of, uh, anybody here joining us today, uh, I, do, uh, I did put something together because I wanted to give people the opportunity to experience it. So um, there, if you go to the, uh, the website, www.coherencerevolution.com uh, forward slash 2022, there is a code there that you can download the ebook for free. So at least you can get the book and you can start to use it and, and understand the material. And there's also a code there that you can get 50% off the course. So if you are interested uh, and uh, you want to do it, great. Uh, but the course and that was www.coherencerevolution.com forward slash 2022. Okay. And the course is a six week course. It's online and it's live. So each week, and Dr. Uh, Halburn, is that the link right there? Did I do it right? You did. Absolutely. All right. um, and so, yes, you can get the book there and it explains the course a bit, but the course is a six week online live course. If you miss it one night, you can get the video the next day, uh, but break out rooms. And we learn each week. What we do is we learn different heart math techniques. So we're, the purpose is that you're learning some practical self-regulation techniques that'll help with stress and, and pain and sleep. But we also go through each week uh, at least one of the senses, whether it's taste or smell or sound or sight. And we do, well, there's painting involved in the course and there's, there's different, uh, different activities where we're actually gonna do breakout rooms where you get to try some of these different techniques with each other. Uh, and you know, we do things even as important as watching the words that we use for each other. So I actually mm. do an exercise where we do a breakout room and I just want people to understand how the words we use affect other people. And so we Absolutely. give each other permission to look into the camera and to look at each other. And there's one exercise where you're in a breakout room where you literally look at the camera and tell the person, you'll do both. You're gonna look at them and you're gonna say, you know what, I really hate you. And I just want people to feel what that feels like. You don't even know the person. <laughs> And it doesn't feel good to have someone tell you that they hate you. And then mm -hmm. vice versa, they're going to look at you and they're going to say, you know what, I love you and appreciate you. Because the idea is that you want to see the power of your words and how not only does it affect the other person, but it affects you and the way, it, the, way the words come out. So uh, the course is very practical. We're going to have 
lots of time to practice different emotional states. We're going to practice the heart math techniques and we're going to dive into some, some of the senses and do some work around that. So uh, it's a really fun course. Each, each week um, you're going to have some fun. There'll be some home play. We call it home play because we don't want it to be homework. Uh, you know, we want people to have fun with this. Uh, and it's really about self-discovery. And by the end of it, uh, I think it's the fifth or the sixth week, you start to um, do what I call a daily time schedule. And in the mm. daily time schedule, you're not only breaking out what you're going to do each day. So whether it's when you sleep, when you eat, when you go to work, when you have social time, when you do your chores, you know, you can sort of lay out your life the way you'd like it. But we take the extra steps that not only do you um, mark down what you're going to do on a daily basis, but you're going to mark down the emotions that you want to feel on a daily basis. And mm. so once, once you start to identify the emotions that you want to feel in the morning, at lunch, at work, when you get home, when you're with friends, when you're out doing you know, sports, when you identify the emotions that you want to feel, then you can start to practice those emotions. And as you start to practice those emotional states, those emotional states become more familiar to you. And before you know it, you're starting to live the dream life that you've always wanted to live because you've been practicing the emotions of your dream life. Because as you were saying before, it's not the vacation that you're looking for. It's the emotions of the vacation that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people at home in Toronto, you know, they think about going down south and sitting in a hot tub on a beach and how great that would feel. But then what they do is they go down there and they realize wherever I go, there I am. And they're in the same mood that they were in in Toronto in the hot tub and they're miserable because it's the, it's the emotion. It's not just the fact that you're there. And Absolutely. so you can start to practice the emotions that you want to feel. And that's part of this course is that not only do you want to know what you want to do, you want to know what you want to feel. And then you want to start establishing a new baseline for how to establish those emotions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad you referenced that because I think sometimes we're like, if, if I just get this new job, if I get this new thing, if I go here, if I do this, I won't feel this way. And, and really, it, it, it might work for a little bit, but then you find yourself back in the same situation. And really, it's about that self-discovery and saying, yeah. what is it that your internal self is really asking for and looking for and doing more of that? And, and so I love that. I love that this course is about discovery. And, and I love how you mentioned about words because words are important. Um, even when you're joking around with people, just being conscious of the words, conscious of the words that you say to yourself. That's right. Um, it, it really is important in creating um, this life. Uh, and I think COVID has definitely taught us that, you know, people are like, oh, I'm not happy at home. I'm at work. Okay, I'm not happy there. And, you know, it, it really have given us a time of being, you know, this intuitive time of self-discovery and saying, who am I? What do I want? What do I need? And so I'm really excited about your course. Um, listeners, I hope that you go to www.coherencerevolution.com forward slash 2022 um, for your copy of the book and to learn more about the course and to really um, be curious about your own alignment and about your needs and doing more of the things that bring you that happiness. And that's what, what, not just happiness, but that state of alignment, I would say. Well, one of the things you had just said is also, uh, I talk a lot about my book about a process mindset versus a destination mindset. And, you know, as you had just said, most of us spend our whole life saying, I'll be happy when, 
right? Right. I'll be happy when I get to school, when I get my first uh, boyfriend or girlfriend, when I get my house, when I get my car, when I get married, when I, you know, it's always I'll be happy when. And you realize now 50 years have gone by and you're like, well, when is it time to be happy? It's always I'll be happy when. So when, yeah. you, create a, when you create a process, a daily process that you just engage in, and if you're enjoying your daily process, then it's not about getting anywhere. It's just about living mm. the process. And if you fall off the bandwagon for a few days because something happens, you don't have to go back to any, uh, you know, any destination. You just have to start your process all over again and get back into the process. So it's about developing a daily process every day that can help you uh, achieve the emotional states that you want to be in so that you can start to live your life in a more inspired way. I love that. And I think that's a good place to pause because again, I think there's this mindset of once I reach success, then I'll be happy. And I think we're finding that, you know, people are successful and they're still committing suicide. They're still depressed. They're still anxious. Right. There's still all these things because success is not the, the key to happiness, but it's exactly. really, you know, something that we can attain even in our current state, even in no matter where you are, it is something you can attain just by shifting your process. So I love that. Yeah, that's right. I agree. Absolutely. Dr. Halpert, anything, any last words before I ask my last question? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just pleased to be here. I love talking about this with people. And I think, uh, you know, anybody that really wants to take their life and maybe uh, create a change in their life and, and maybe they want to figure out what, what, what's better out there for them, well, this, this course is for them. Absolutely. So definitely, again, um, it'd be here and the link, it will be in um, my link tree. So if you missed it and you're like, oh my God, I can't find it. Trust me, you can reach out to me, reach out to Dr. Halpern, but it will be right in the link tree to access all this information. Um, Dr. Halpern, my last question is what's in your cup? And this is where I ask my guests and my listeners, what three things do you need to brighten up your day or your week? So listeners, I'm going to be checking the comments, you know, put what's in your cup. What is the one thing that you need to do or the three things that you need in your life right now to brighten up your day? So while you think of your answer, I'll give you mine. So definitely coherence. I want to be more exploratory about when I'm operating in my genius, when am I operating in this place of just calm and just really feeling like I'm in the moment and, and doing the things that I'm like aligned. So I'm adding coherence. Um, I need to do some cleaning because I have some things that I need to do and paperwork. If I can get cleaning and paperwork done, I will feel accomplished. And then I'm going to continue with the rest of my week being really exploratory about the times that I'm really feeling in tune and in one with myself. So that's for me. And Dr. Al Halpern, what, what are you adding to your cup? Well, what I need in my cup every day, I mean, aside from my wife, my two kids and my dog, the love that they give me. I, I need out, outdoors. I mean, what I need mm. to do is be in nature. I need to be walking in nature. I need to be doing something out in nature because it grounds me. And, you know, last week I actually had the privilege of being out west. I went skiing in the mountains. And it just reminded me how powerful it is being in the mountains and, and how grounded I personally feel when I'm out there skiing and just doing my thing. So um, for me, my cup always has to have some form of nature in it and it, and it grounds me. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. Dr. Halpern, have a wonderful rest of your day. Listeners, you. be well, be blessed. If you missed the episode, it will also be on the podcast page. So if you follow the podcast, you will also be able to access it there or go to my page where you can find the live podcast, uh, the live episode from start to finish. All right. Have a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.